This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, 134, Rob Breckenridge with you here on a Thursday afternoon, 403-974-TALK, 974-8255. Look, it's it's no secret. I mean, alcohol can have uh, a tremendous toll on the uh, individual health of Canadians, or anybody, obviously. Uh, We know that. Uh, And that's the balance we try to strike. Uh, We realized a long time ago the prohibition of alcohol isn't going to work. That creates its own problems. Uh, The consenting adults should be able to consume alcohol if they so wish. And hopefully they'll do so responsibly. But as we know, not everybody does. Uh, And so alcohol is a reason for a, a lot of illness, a lot of injury, and a lot of death in Canada. That we know. Uh, Some new numbers out today attempt to quantify that a little further. Uh, From the press release, last year about 77,000 hospitalizations in Canada were due to conditions entirely caused by alcohol. That compares with about 75,000 for heart attacks. Uh, A new report called Alcohol Harm in Canada, examining hospitalizations entirely caused by alcohol and strategies to reduce alcohol harm, released by the Canadian Institute for Health Information, examines these hospitals that are 100% caused by the harmful consumption of alcohol. And it goes through some of the numbers and obviously makes some suggestions on uh, how we go about tackling the problem. Joining us uh, for more on this research, uh, please to welcome the program, Gene Harvey, uh, Director of the Canadian Population Health Initiative. Thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Okay, so give us a bit of an overview then on what it is we're looking at here and how you pull together all of these, uh, all these numbers. So first of all, it's probably important to understand what, what we're talking about when we talk about hospitalizations entirely caused by alcohol. Um, it is a new indicator we're producing here at Kaihai across uh, provinces and territories, and even you can get into the regional level as well. But when we're talking about that, we are talking about things like cirrhosis of the liver, or pancreatitis, hepatitis, or alcohol intoxication. So those things that you've actually been admitted to hospital for. So that doesn't include things like your emergency department visits due to alcohol or motor vehicle traffic injuries, etc. And even though it doesn't include all those things, those numbers are still pretty high, as you mentioned in your intro, with 77,000 hospitalizations, and that compares to 75,000 for heart attacks. Are, well, should we be surprised by these numbers? Well, they are they are pretty high, and I think uh, some people don't think of alcohol as being uh, such a such a harmful substance. But putting out numbers like this is helpful because it gives you a bit of a baseline to see what what the numbers are, and then you can look at it over time to see if these are increasing or decreasing. Because I guess one of the things is is that you know there are harm there are health and social harms as part of alcohol and it is the third leading risk factor for death and disability globally and that's up from sixth place so you know it it's an issue and in terms of our health system you know we're always looking at costs and trying to contain costs so in terms of alcohol related harm it's 14 billion dollars and 3.3 billion are directly related to health care so that's uh, that's something to to make sure that we we do uh, we do factor in when we're talking about health and healthcare. Okay, so when we're talking about hospitalizations attributable to alcohol mm-hmm. that are one hundred percent attributable to alcohol, right. this study finds. So what, what does that include? So it's things like um, cirrhosis of liver, pancreatitis, hepatitis. It might be alcohol withdrawal or intoxication. So things that you're actually admitted to hospital for and specifically around alcohol. So those are specifically conditions around alcohol. Okay, so not a a situation where alcohol may have been a contributing factor in something. That's right. 
That's okay. right. There may be some that are partially, that alcohol is partially attributed to, and things like, as I said, motor vehicle, traffic accident, injuries, that's not part of it, and the emergency department visits are not part of it. Are we talking about, for example, um, injuries related to alcohol or drunk driving collisions, for example? So those are not part of this, this particular indicator, Okay. No. So, so there's still. So, all to say is, there's still lots more around alcohol. That if we added those numbers in, it would even be higher. Well, yeah. So that's that's um, that's scary to think. So we're talking about alcohol poisoning. Yeah, it's a yeah, liver disease right. caused by alcohol. That's these right. kinds of things, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, do we see a lot of variation uh, between the provinces? So there was a lot of variation uh, among the provinces, and you know some, you know the east was tends to be lower, except for Nova Scotia. Um, BC was higher in the provinces, and the territories were higher. So there was a fair number of var- fair bit of variation across the provinces, and it's um, interesting to see that. And the other. Uh, piece that we wanted to look at was to look at some of the policies that you can put in place for for alcohol harm as well and look at that in relation to the provinces and territories. Uh, because I, I suppose if we're going to then link this back around to, to policies around alcohol, there are different policies from province to province in terms of levels of taxation, how alcohol is sold, etc. Do we see a, any kind of a correlation there? So you're right. When we're talking about alcohol policies, um, you know, strong alcohol policies can be effective in reducing harm. And when we're talking about policies, you've named some of them. So looking at uh, higher minimum alcohol prices, you know, pricing according to alcohol strength, restricting the hours of sale, limiting the number of liquor outlets. Those are some of the policies we think about when we're talking about alcohol. So we didn't necessarily find a correlation of, of exactly, you know, if the hospitalizations were high, then the policies were low, because there's it, it is a complex topic, and it's, there's a number of factors that need to be included in there. Some of them, you know, sort of went as we thought they might, but, but there's lots of variation in the policies as well. And policies change. I mean, there's, um, you know, there, there's lots of changes going on right now, even since we've put out the report just today. But since it's been in production, you know, some, some provinces have moved to making alcohol more available in grocery stores, for example. So policies are changing sort of as we speak, and it's, uh, so it's a, it's a constantly changing uh, environment around that. Okay, so what, what are the recommendations here then? So recommendations are to, um, we have established, uh, we haven't, but uh, the group has established low-risk drinking guidelines. So certainly if people are going to drink, we suggest that they drink with moderation. So low-risk drinking guidelines are women shouldn't exceed 10 drinks a week, no more than two drinks a day. Men, 15 drinks a a week, no more than three drinks a day. And certainly if you're driving or if you're pregnant or expecting to be pregnant, uh, zero alcohol is what we'd be thinking about. So it's uh, keeping that in moderation is it is really important. The okay. other uh, piece yeah. is um, maybe the, the health care side of things. We looked at the Commonwealth Fund survey, and, and it asked the question that in the past two years, have you or your doctor or your um, the clinical staff you work with asked and talked about alcohol? And actually only about a quarter of males and females reported that in the past two years they've talked to their healthcare provider about alcohol. So that's the other piece that maybe could be uh, incorporated because if, if you can identify that the person has an issue with alcohol, then you can get them into an intervention and refer them on to other services. Okay, but what, it, yeah, I mean, some of these, these goals when we talk about, uh, you know, moderate consumption, et cetera, I mean, how do we get there? How do we accomplish that? Well, I think 
uh, first and foremost, people need to be aware that it is an issue and understand what those moderate levels are so that uh, they can take them seriously. So I think certainly awareness and promotion is one of the things to start with. And then, you know, much like when we were going through the tobacco story, right, you needed to have policies in place, you needed awareness, you needed all, all kinds of different strategies at different levels. I think it's the same thing for alcohol. So there's work to be done at the provincial level, the federal level, and, and, the, and the local level when you're co- trying to combat something like that. What I find, I find interesting here um, that there's a bit of a paradox in some of these findings. It says here that lower income groups report less heavy drinking but have higher rates of hospitalization. Now, why, mm-hmm. why would that be? So that is a paradox because that's not what you would expect, right? You would think that it would go the other way. But uh, when you look in the literature, and this, this, isn't, this is something we found with our study too, but it's, it, it's also recorded in the literature. And some of the possible reasons are, are things like higher stress levels that lower income people have. They have limited social supports or poor diet and physical activity. So some of those things can contribute to the hospitalizations. So it's probably some of those conditions that are contributing to this paradox. But you're right, it's, a, it's an interesting finding for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, we'll leave it there. Gene, I appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Well, thank you very much, and have a good day. You too as well. Uh, there's Gene Harvey, Director of the Canadian Population Health Initiative, part of this research led by the Canadian Institute for Health Information, uh, that alcohol leads to more hospitalizations than heart attacks in Canada. So they say alcohol policies vary considerably across the provinces and territories. There is a large variation in the extent of government ownership and the density of alcohol retail stores. Alcohol pricing policies are the most effective and cost-effective method of reducing alcohol consumption and harm. Most provinces and territories establish minimum alcohol prices. Many do not adjust these prices to keep up with inflation. Few jurisdictions adjust pricing to align with the percentage of alcohol content, which can provide, uh, prevent products with a high alcohol percentage from being sold at low prices. For example, vodka would cost more than beer. It's interesting is because alcohol is sold very differently in Alberta than it is in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan has uh, still, to a large extent, the old government monopoly retail model. We get the province, for example, that has the highest impaired driving rate is Saskatchewan. Now, Alberta, conversely, doesn't have minimum pricing. Well, we do in, in bars now, I guess, but not when it comes to retail. We do have a privatized retail model. We do have stores that, that are open very late till 2 in the morning in, in a lot of cases. But at the same time, I mean, Alberta and Saskatchewan both tend to have, when it comes to beer, amongst the highest prices in the country. So what more do we need to do? What more are people willing to, to take? I think there's already frustration about how high taxes are on beer, that the Alberta government has raised those. The federal government has moved to raise that even more and to build in the uh, escalator so that it automatically goes up with inflation each year. I think there's a perception out there that, you know, we're already paying a lot in terms of taxes when it comes to alcohol. We need to keep piling on more. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.